Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you to thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Enterprise, entrepreneurship, being a business owner, all great words and all come from the idea of having a vision and then bringing that vision into action. And if you're just doing it for the money, you can miss the soul of enterprise. And we're going to be tapping into the soul of enterprise. Our guest today is a rock star professional who I'm glad to have guesting. He is the radio talk show host of the soul of enterprise business in the knowledge economy and is heard on voiceamerica.com. It's also the founder of Vera Sage Institute leading think tank dedicated to educating professionals internationally and the author of count them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight best-selling books. Oh my gosh. Who is this guy? Ron Baker. He is the Austin rock star. He's here today. And Ron, I'd like to just start off by thanking you for uh, joining us. No, oh, thanks for having players. me, Kenny. I'm honored. Excited to have you here and learn a little bit about you, what you're bringing into the world, and talk about some cool things that people can do to amplify their business. Awesome. One of the things we like to do to start off is, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of kicking us off with a, a little bit a five-minute intro kind of talking about your background and, and why you do what you do today. What is that story getting to you, getting from where you were at to where you're at today? Wow. Um, well, I'm a recovering CPA. Started my life in a big eight and then owned my own firm. And then I wrote my first book, which was published in July of 98. And that kind of took me, that was a proverbial fork in the road that took me down a whole new career path. And so in 2000, I sold out the interest in my firm to my partner who still runs it and started uh, consulting and speaking worldwide and uh, writing more books, teaching more and more CPAs. And then it, it expanded out to lawyers and other professionals, to actuaries and architects and anybody who billed by the hour was in my target here, basically. And the mission was, or at least the purpose, why I do what I do is I set out to bury the billable hour in the timesheet across all professions, and I'm still on that quest. I love that you have a very focused mission. You know why it's there, and I'm curious just to tap into that a little bit further. What do you see the challenge with the, the billable hour? What is, what is that? Why is that your mission? What's that calling for? Because anybody that's ever worked under it, and I think this is – this largely explains the talent crisis we're having now, at least in the accounting profession and in, in law too. Um, anybody who's ever worked under it and filled out a timesheet in six minute increments knows that it's stressful. It bifurcates your life. You're billable or you're non-billable. And by the way, if you're non-billable, if you're your kid's baseball game, it's a weekend, we want you to feel really guilty about it. And you do. And it's this sort of Damocles that hangs over your head. And I just think it's not worthy of true professionals. And prior to getting kicked off today, we were chatting about, you know, there's people who do hourly. And then some people think value-based pricing. 
And you actually are taking it even into a different mindset, a different way of doing things. Um, it's related to your new book. Could you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. You know, um, I, I, when we move people and we've got about 40% of the profession now, the accounting profession moved over to at least either fixed price or value-based pricing. So from my standpoint, we're in that early majority on the, on that, you know, uh, diffusion curve. And so for me, mission accomplished, but like Wayne Gretzky said, you know, I got to skate to where the puck is headed, not where it's been mm -hmm. and where the puck is headed today is subscription. And I do believe that is the future of professionals. And my model for that is direct primary care doctors and concierge doctors. These things are growing like weeds. Uh, Amazon just plunked down $3.9 billion for one medical, uh, which is the largest direct primary care practice across the U.S. These practices, basically, they're general physicians. And you subscribe to the practice and they cover anything you need that they're capable of doing. And one of the things that separates them from fee-for-service doctors is your average fee-for-service doctor in the United States has 2,300 patients. Your average DPC has somewhere between five and 600. So they mm. have more time to invest in the relationship. They always have capacity for emergencies. They'll come to your house. They'll go to your office. They're there to keep you healthy, not just to cure you when you present with a problem, an illness. And that's a big shift. And to me, that's the North Star. These, this model's been proven. It's been around since 1996, so we're a little bit behind the curve here. But that is the model I see as the future of the professions. And you, you kind of have that as some of the essence of your book, Time's Up. Um, and I can just hear someone saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. Anything they want, how can you, how can you have a membership and then say whatever you'd like? Couldn't people take advantage of that? How could you put guardrails on that? Yeah. And a lot of doctors still have those questions, the ones that are trapped in a fee-for-service model. The thing is, it's yeah, it, yeah, people get freaked out when you say, well, does that mean it's an all-you-can-eat model? Well, not really. It's all you can eat of the food you of the type that you serve. You know, this is where strategy and positioning are really important. You can't be McDonald's and Morton's and a vegan place under one roof. A brand can only stand for one thing. You got to focus. You got to make a choice. Direct primary care physicians are focused. They can handle 60 to 80% of the typical average person's medical issues, but you're they're not going to do knee surgery. They're not going to do cardiac surgery. I mean, there are things that they're, they're defined by what they don't do, not what they do. And that that's the constraint. So all the concerns about, oh, what if I have a cyberchondriac? you know, camped out in the office for 24 seven, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen if you're very focused about what you do and what you don't do. And I think that we just need to up our game as professionals, surface simplicity, give the customer peace of mind, give the customer a great experience, make it simple for them, give them a form of protection of insurance, if you will, that, Hey, whatever happens, if you get audited and we do audits, you're covered. Now, if we don't do audits, we know a specialist we can refer you to just like a doctor would. But if you do audits, then that's built into the price. So it's a completely different business model. But to me, it's really exciting because it ups the game. My, my favorite question, Kenny, is mm -hmm. what would happen if Disney ran accounting firms? That is a good question. 
would the, would the experience be better? Would it be cheaper? Would they think it was a commodity and actually drop the price? No, they would up the game. They would up the experience. They charge a good, good amount of money for it, but it would be completely revolutionized. And I think this subscription gives us this opportunity. You're looking at like automation, for example, which is coming in and coming increasingly more, a little scary actually, um, of what capability, what capabilities artificial intelligence is going to have. However, um, as you're pointing out, you really can't replace human to human interaction, the experience you provide with AI at this time in the foreseeable future, maybe in, maybe in down the line, but right now, um, if you're providing, uh, transformation in building those relationships, having that experience, that's going to be a differentiator. It's going to be a differentiator that, that takes away from that commoditization that technology might be doing to some, some aspects of the business. And, and boy, you, you, you top tapped a big concern of mine is that as we digitize, as we digitize, as we use more AI, we, we lessen the focus on the relationship and this is a relationship business. And I'm going to say something very heretical relationships don't scale. You can't serve and have a deep, meaningful impact. If you have a thousand customers, you can't do it. You're trading services for dollars. That's all you're doing. If you cut back like the DPC doctors did on the capacity you serve fewer customers, but you have deeper, more meaningful, more lasting impacts on their lives. That's why we entered the profession. Ask any professional of any, any profession, why did you become an architect, a doctor, a accountant, lawyer, whatever? Number one answer around the world to help people. You can't help people if you have 2000 customers, you're kidding yourself. So that is a good point. And some of the things that I've seen people sometimes start saying, Oh, I know I need to change how I'm selling my services, how I'm pricing my services, but I'm afraid if I do that, I'll lose a bunch of customers and it'll backfire and I'll, I'll totally just crash and burn that fear, that false evidence appearing real can stop people. And then they'll continually kick that can down the road. I'm not going to call out any names, but I know somebody who's been talking about changing their pricing model for a couple of years. And they're still talking about, about it at a later point when things are right, what can someone do? What are steps that they can take that would be at least starting to make progress into that transformation? Yeah, this is a really good question. Um, because pivoting away from one business model to another, it, it's a serious challenge. It's very few businesses that can actually disrupt themselves. It, we don't have many examples throughout history. There are some, uh, but they're rare and they're far and few between. My advice, and I write about this in one of the later chapters in the book, is if you're, if you're, in, a, if you're in an hourly billing model right now, or even a value pricing model, the highest odds of success with subscription is to create a new firm and have that new firm cannibalize the old one. And you offer all your existing customers the opportunity to come over to this new firm. Most will do it 
because it's going to be a plus offering. It's going to be a, a higher level of service, you know, fewer customers, more capacity, deeper transformations, but some won't. And you're going to lose uh, some customers maybe. Uh, but I also think this gives you enormous pricing power. So you can get a three times, four times price premium from what you're charging now um, for, for guiding these transformations. And so if you think about it, <laughs> fewer customers, more impact, probably more profit for sure. And, but it, that, like you said, there's a lot of fear wrapped around that, but here's what I know for a fact. If we continue to do what we do along with all the others, if you go to the market with a common offering, you're going to get common pricing. There's not much differentiation there, but if you go to the market with an uncommon offering, you have incredible pricing power. You have uncommon pricing power. And that's what, that's what we saw with the DPC doctors. And that's what we see with the concierge doctors. Um, and so the model has been proven. It's just a matter of, do you have the risk? And, you know, your, your point about fear, I think is a really good one because we dream up all these scenarios in our head. Well, what if I do this, what happens? You know, we ask, you know, a million worst case scenario questions, <laughs> but as you know, with entrepreneurship, the crucial knowledge comes from not the look, but the leap, the leap into the unknown, the leap into the darkness. After all, profits come from risk. If we're not willing to risk, there's no, there's no profit. And then we lose our dynamism and we lose our future. Profits the, profits the price we pay as a society for tomorrow. Hey there, this is Kenny from Growth Amplifiers, here to ensure you get your awesome ideas into action to grow and improve your business and achieve your full potential. Take the first step by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. Take the assessment to get your personalized score. Then select from free resources to learn how to improve your score. Don't wait, be proactive and take action now by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. And always keep on amplifying. Now, let's get back to the show. I think that's very well put. I know another thing that challenges people. They are thinking, hmm, how can I charge a multiple of what I'm charging now? I'd feel greedy and like I'm doing a disservice. I would I would come back to that. It's like, well, if you're doing the exact same thing, maybe that would be. <laughs> if you're just multiplying your prices just because you want to, then maybe that is a little bit um, disruptive. However, if you're following more your approach and saying, hey, we're not just changing the price just to change the price. We're going to be transforming what we're providing you. We're going to be elevating that. And if we can help you get what you want to achieve achieved, if we can help you rid of the challenges that you're experiencing, wouldn't that be worth investing in? And I, I know that people want that transformation. They really, the service is a means to the end. They want the transformation and they'd be willing to pay for it. Uh, so we, we, like you mentioned, we, we can easily get into our own way by overthinking that. And that's one of the things about, you know, being a growth amplifier is just saying, how can we make, start making those changes, those small little changes to have that transformation. And right. one of the thing I, I appreciate about you is you also, um, have a podcast and that's, that's something we haven't really talked a lot about and did on the intro of the show, but 
what are some of the things that you, you cover on your podcast? Oh boy. Uh, we've been doing the podcast since July 4th, 2014. We just, I think we just crossed our 426th episode or something. I do the podcast with Ed Kless, uh, who's with Sage and, uh, we cover a wide variety of topics. I didn't want to be typecasted as an accounting podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen to a lot of accounting podcasts, you know, the cloud accounting show. We're not that we are the soul of enterprise, which is more global. We're, we're more, um, interested in business model innovation. We're more interested in economics. Both Ed and I are frustrated amateur economists. So we have a lot of economists on the show lot of business authors, probably about one third, 40% of our shows are our guests that have written books or just guests that we've admired over the years, admired their work. Um, and then the other topics that we do are just everything surrounding running a professional firm. We are professional firm focused. So we have a lot of CPAs, a lot of lawyers, a lot of advertising agencies, all of that. But we talk about things like leadership and strategy and positioning after action reviews, getting rid of the annual performance appraisal, you know, stop doing these, uh, Myers Briggs psycho babble BS, uh, (laughs) you know, which I just can't stand. Um, so we have a wide range of shows. Um, it's really hard. We, we do what interests us basically. That's one of the things I like about this podcast because I started tuning into your podcast after, uh, connecting and, and saying, I'm, I need to check in to Ron's world and you start really broadening your mind and in, in thinking about things with a different perspective. If, if we do the same thing that we've always done, we're going to continue to get the same results. Right. So if we're looking to improve, we've got to stimulate our minds and then find new steps to take. Um, this is a good segue into the, the fun spot. I'm going to put you on the spot. He's like, okay. you didn't tell me about this. Um, <laughs> we call this the advisor's picks and we're looking to see if you could just share, um, something that you'd like to highlight a book or a couple books that you think are worth mentioning. Now, since you have your book, I think that's a, that's a no brainer to mention, but then if you had another one that you thought that you've picked up recently that you'd want to share and highlight too. That'd be something that you could just uh, give a shout out to. Wow. Uh, this is a great question because we, we, we do a show every year, our, our, our favorite five books of the past year. And we just did that show last month. And, um, but I'm going to give you even a more recent one and it's called the crux, the crux, how leaders become strategists by Richard Remolt. Now this book came out last year. I, I read it last year. Uh, or no, I read it this year and, uh, I've read one other book by Ramol, uh, and it was his good, good strategy, bad strategy. This one is same topic mm-hmm. s- still on strategy, but I absolutely loved it. And he, he really makes you think strategically and I'll give you my favorite. I'll give you the essence of the book. I mean, what I really, what struck me, you know, when you have an insight it just, you're, it warps your mind. It bends your mind mm-hmm. and your mind will never, ever, ever go back. <laughs> you, here's, here's his definition of a business model. In essence, a business model explains where revenue will be earned when services are provided free of charge. Now, 
we know the services are, you know, more and more, they become commodities, you know, common offering. Everybody else is offering the same thing. Imagine a world, Kenny, where you didn't charge for a service. You didn't charge for a tax return. You didn't charge for the monthly bookkeeping. You didn't charge for the advisory. That was all, all in, but it's free. What, what would you charge? What would you charge for? Transformations. And transformations have been around since uh, Joe Pine, who we've interviewed on the show, by the way, wrote the book, The Experience Economy in 1999. And when I read that book, he lays out in that book a hierarchy of value going from commodities to services, to goods, to services, to experiences. And the highest point on his hierarchy of value is transformations. Because when you provide transformations, the customer's the product. You're changing that customer. There's no nothing that exceeds the value of doing that. So we need to move away from this idea that we're providing services and trading dollars for services and start guiding transformations because as professionals, we can do serial transformations. We can do it over and over and over. I love it. At the end of the day, you, you're changing the reality for someone, right? You're, you're transforming what's possible. Yep. And that impact, that ripple effect is, is huge. It affects them. It affects their inner circle, their team, their clients. It's in the economy. It just ripples the out. World. It just yeah. ripples out. Can I just say one thing about that? When people, when you talk, talk to people about transformations, they think, oh, geez, you know, you're doing something dramatic that for the customer. And, you know, we only do tax returns here. But, you know, we're like fish in water as professionals. We do guide transformations all the time. I'll just give you a quick example. Account, accountants, bookkeepers, CPAs, EAs, every day they transform their customers' businesses. They help them become more profitable. They help them become more valuable. They help their customers plan for their golden years. They help their kids get into college. They help them buy their dream second home or vacation home, whatever it might be. They help them plan their legacy. They're mm -hmm. doing estate work. I mean, none of these things are about the services, none of the pieces of paper and the trust document. No, it's about transforming that customer from where they are to some desired future state. We do it every day. I mean, the three things that human beings want from professionals, they want to be healthier, wealthier, and wiser. We can work on two of those, maybe all three, if you count being financially stable as being healthy. Um, but we can certainly help with the, with the wiser and the, um, you know, more financially stable. And those transformations are deep and they connect you at an incredible level. And I argue that's why we joined the profession. I didn't join the profession to do the most tax returns, to build the most hours, to work the hardest during busy season. I joined the profession to help people. And I can't do that if I have 2000 customers. I think that's very well spoken and a paradigm shift that some people need to hear. I know for a fact, I was just chatting with the gentleman again, no names mentioned, but it's just getting burnt out going through the stress and anxiety of tax season. And he had a, a buddy of his give up all those numbers and now has less clients and is still making pretty much the same amount but he enjoys it much more. It's much more fulfilling for him. Yep. 
So we hear that all the time. When when we move people from hourly billing to value pricing, one of the things they always did was they usually became more focused. So they they either niched down or just got more focused on the various industries or demographics that they were going to serve, and they also jettisoned, uh, you know, sometimes up to 40, 50, 60% of their customers, but they all ended up making more money. It's, it's the smart thing to do is be working smarter, not harder. And when you realize that you're, you're making a bigger impact doing this too, it's more fulfilling. Absolutely. So it's, you're, you're getting to make more and you're getting to less overwhelm and making a bigger impact. It's totally the amplifier's way of of living ron so i'm totally digging your vibes man (laughs) for people who are (laughs) for people who are tuning in and saying this guy really knows his stuff i want to learn more about who he is what he's got going on where could they go and what could they do well i'm on linkedin so i'm one of the linkedin influencers so you can find a a couple hundred or so blog posts up there that i've done uh i'm also on twitter at ronald baker uh but the best place to find me is at the soul of enterprise.com that's our radio show that i do with that class and all the shows are up there you can listen right there we have full show notes on every show with additional links and resources uh, so if you really want to dive into the topic and the literature behind where we did the research it's all right there and then also if you go to the soul of slash times up which is the name of my new book we're going to we're going to launch a community around the book uh and and help guide professionals that are really serious about moving to subscription from wherever they are. Um, so that's the best place to find me. And also people want to email me, uh, send me an email to Ron at Verisage, which is V as in Victor, E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com. I'm happy to talk to your uh, listeners, Kenny, anytime. I, I consider everybody a colleague till I learn otherwise. So I'm always happy to talk to my colleagues. I love that mindset. So Ron, one of the traditions we have as we kind of wrap these shows up is if you can share something that you've learned on your journey, it may be helpful for others on theirs. It could be related to your line of work, but it doesn't have to be. It could be anything that comes to mind. What is something that you'd like to share? Wow. Um, There's so many ways to answer that. Um, uh, You know, I, I do believe readers or leaders or readers. So I think the more you read, the better off you'll be. And I just don't mean the accounting press and read wide, read wide and deep. And uh, I just think that expands your mind and you'll be able to, you'll be able to see old ideas and be able to move them into new places. And the other thing I've learned um, that I think is a big challenge. It's still a challenge for me. Uh, I struggled with this writing this book because I had to, I had to unlearn certain tenants of value pricing that were core of who I was, well, they're no longer relevant in subscription. And so unlearning, unlearning, I think sometimes is more difficult than learning. (laughs) We're all capable of learning a new skill or whatever, but unlearning, giving up on our confirmation biases and all the other things that, you know, have defined us over the years. That's really tough, but you got to continue to unlearn. Very important. That's something that when I started my business, I was the technician. I had that entrepreneurial seizure and it was a a hindering force for a while because I I knew what needed to be done. I could just jump in and do it. 
and I needed to unlearn and learn how to lead and how to delegate. And I see that that's a bottleneck for a lot of people who are still the owner. They, they need to unlearn. I know how to do this, but if I'm the only one who does it, then no one else can take the wheel. Right. So, um, very, very strong point. Um, let's unlearn. So (laughs) unlearn together. It's a new motto. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in and make sure that you put your thoughts, questions in the comments. We'll scour these comments and come back and try to get them to their source so we can have interaction in the future. Appreciate everyone for being an amplifier. Ron, thank you for being the amplifier you are in the world and look forward to onward and upward together. Awesome. Thanks, Kenny. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.